0: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You heard earlier reported, just ahead of the governor's press conference, the new numbers, the new number of Utahns who have been diagnosed with the coronavirus, 1,837 Utahns, That comes from 11,232 people tested from yesterday. That number, that's an encouraging number there. Uh, When the the number of those tested is high, it means that uh, that we are, you know, we're more prone to get tested, right? And there is that attitude that you hear circulating here and there that there is a certain hesitancy to get tested. Some of that hesitancy is fueled by family members, uh, maybe bosses. Maybe, uh, you know, fellow co workers or something like that. But as, as I see that number creep up, I'm encouraged because it tells me, at least to some degree, that uh, Utahns are able to overcome some of the pressure to to refrain from testing. I don't think that's helpful at all. We should get tested. If you got a symptom, you get tested. Anyway, uh, I have a tendency of getting up on soapboxes here from time to time. I just feel so strongly. Anyway. Continuing with the numbers, the seven-day average for percent of positive lab tests, that one's up to 18.1%. 18.1%. That's almost one in five. That's, again, a scary one. Hospitalizations. And we're going to focus here for the next few minutes on hospitalizations. We are currently at 317. 317 Utahns are in hospital beds right now because of coronavirus, having tested positive and are now suffering uh, some some unfortunate circumstances. And then the saddest number of them all is that, again, for the second time this week, we are reporting that 10 more Utahns have lost their lives due to the coronavirus. The press conference today, uh, which is delivered weekly, and, you know, it uh, is of it, it, different messages are are presented differently in those press conferences. We often get uh, a good look at the numbers. I think it's a good opportunity for, uh, you know, members of the media, myself included, to go back and forth with the governor, uh, Dr. Dunn in particular, and some of the other, uh, I don't want to call them peripheral characters because that makes them sound like that their jobs are less important, but uh, there, there are some, like, supporting cast members who make uh, periodic appearances. Today, in particular, there was... Uh, Some remarks delivered by Greg Bell, president of the Utah Hospital Association. He's been a frequent guest on this program and has uh, repeatedly talked about the importance of getting this thing in check so as not to overtax the capacity of hospitals around the state of Utah. Capacity has to do with beds. Right. Uh, but the true measure of capacity comes when we look at the health care workers, the doctors, the nurses, the techs, all of those individuals that uh, come together uh, and deliver some sort of concert of care uh, to aid uh, in the recovery of those suffering from coronavirus. So we get too many folks in need of that sort of aid. Uh, well, that's it. You can't just uh, order more people. Right. And so there is an incredible amount of attention being paid right now to getting hospitalization numbers down here's dr dunn uh, from just this morning talking about how she is watching the hospitals
1: we continually are looking at our hospital utilization as a key metric to try to protect and our seven-day rolling average of icu utilization across the state is at 72.6 percent however our key referral hospitals continue to report higher occupancy and a high strain on their health care providers.
0: I mentioned Greg Bell, president of the Utah Hospital Association. He, uh, former lieutenant governor, serving with uh, Gary Herbert, he for uh, a time, uh, well, I'm sorry, he, he took some time today to talk about his concerns over the higher number of cases leading to future hospitalizations. Greg Bell, president of the Utah Hospital Association.
1: We warned the governor last week. That in view of the increase of cases from uh, in the eight and nine hundreds now to the 1200s, 1500s, today a rolling average of about 1600 over the last seven days and a daily rate approaching 2000, that we know that in seven to 10 days, two weeks, cases will end up in our hospital.
0: There is something of a contingency plan. When when it gets bad, really bad, and difficult decisions need to be made, you have to know ahead of time, going into those difficult decisions, how you will make them. Uh, Dr. Mark Shaw also participated in today's press conference. He, an emergency physician with Intermountain Healthcare, also the chair of the Utah Hospital Association's Crisis Standards of Care Committee. Now, where have you heard that phrase before, the crisis standards of care? It was in a document that you and I combed through last week, and it essentially is the rubric used to make difficult decisions. Specifically, when it comes to rationing care, should beds and resources and manpower come to uh, an exhausted level, hard decisions need to be made. Dr. Shaw here uh, is the man behind how those decisions are made.
1: When faced with disaster, when faced with increased demand for care, we are understand that healthcare care capacity is finite, uh, that it is not limitless. And the closer you become to that inflection point where the demand for care is greater than the supply of that care, uh, we enter what is called contingency care. We move from conventional, normal operations to contingency.
0: Now, what is contingency or crisis care? Dr. Shaw explains here.
1: Let's be frank about what that means. That means that patients... COVID and non-COVID patients may not have uh, access to the care that they normally would because there is simply not enough of it.
0: Well, what does the plan the state has in place actually mean?
1: It is simply an acknowledgement that in times of scarcity, we need to do the greatest good for the greatest number. We do need to ensure that we avoid unfair bias. We need to ensure... Uh, that care is targeted to those that we think are most likely to benefit, regardless of disability, race, socioeconomic status, and so on.
0: He's talking about making decisions between helping this person or helping that person. We are to that point in this battle. Dr. Shaw here weighs in now on disagreements. Disagreements in how he views uh, the the way forward as bringing an end to these disagreements. They need to end on the ability of hospitals to continue with care when things get worse.
1: We cannot continue to argue about masking. We cannot continue to argue about whether this pandemic is real or made up. And we cannot continue to argue that healthcare will do just fine regardless of the demand. That is not
0: true. Wrapping up his remarks. Dr. Shaw says here that things will be different. They have to be different to win this, but this is an opportunity for the state to come together.
1: So let's unite around this shared mission. Let's do what we can. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's strange to wear this mask. Yes, our Halloween activities this weekend will need to be altered, uh, but they can still be enjoyable. Kids are resilient. We are resilient. Uh, Let's unify around this. I hope that you can... Uh, make the right choice to unify around this message, then all the little choices become much easier once we're clear in our mission.
0: Okay. Lecture over. Wear a mask. All right. I'm on Team Mask. I invite you to join the team. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, we're stepping away from the gloomy stuff. We're stepping away from the political. We're talking about Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, it's coming up. And we got to celebrate it. We got to do so safely. But Halloween's a fun time of year and there's fun to be had. We'll discuss it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.